0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, A a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Sean Morash. Down the sideline. Into the end zone. From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant, giant step, step, step. With your host, Sean Morash. One giant piece of garbage. One giant disaster. One giant foot up my rear end. Welcome into One Giant Step. I am your host, Sean Morash, and I am absolutely flabbergasted, disgusted, beyond my wildest dreams could I think that this could somehow get worse after Dallas, worse after San Francisco, but the Giants, in my opinion, have hit rock bottom with their loss to the Seattle Seahawks. All right. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You want your reaction podcast? Let's have a reaction podcast when I left you on one giant step on Thursday, Friday, whenever the heck I taped it, I had believed the giants would find a way to win this game at home. It couldn't have been that bad as the weekend went on. And people I talked to, not that it was a report or anything. I, there was a belief in a sense that the giants locker room is not toxic. It's not like any of the the stupid stuff that's been discussed on the fan with the Mets. Not like that, but That you just felt like a lack of urgency from players, a lack of leadership, a lack of pizzazz that was there a year ago. And I didn't like hearing that. And when Andrew Thomas had his setback and he was declared now week to week and they could say it's not a setback, it was a setback in some way, shape or form. My confidence plummeted even more. And the Giants have a zillion problems right now. But I believe intertwined and interfolded in their offensive issues is this loss of Andrew Thomas, and I'm going to start right there. This is not an excuse because there should be a way to overcome this, and therefore it's an indictment on both the quarterback and the head coach, and frankly, Mike Kafka as well. The Giants with Andrew Thomas are a completely different team, namely the quarterback, Daniel Jones. It is like a child with his blankie. It is a comfort level. You know he's right there. You saw the difference in Andrew Thomas's evolution and Daniel Jones's ability to feel more confident in passing the ball. That confidence is completely drained. That confidence is completely shot. I feel like I am watching David Carr on the Texans right now. And David Carr had all the makings of a good quarterback like Daniel Jones, but when he lost his confidence and the offensive line continued to rattle him, even when there began to be no pressure, he... Mentally, could not succeed because either he felt pressure coming, you know, was scared about pulling the trigger on a throw down the field, and that's exactly what's going on with Daniel Jones right now. Without Andrew Thomas, he, he's a mental puddle, and that's not an excuse because you saw Geno Smith without four starters on the offensive line last night. Albeit his backups are a heck of a lot better than the trash can garbages that are Shane Lemieux. All right, uh, you know, poor Ben Bredesen. Fine, you're good at guard. You can't snap the ball. Evan Neal is atrocious at right guard, a uh, right tackle. I do think that the Giants have a backup offensive line problem, if not a starting offensive line problem, but Daniel Jones needs to feel the pressure. He can't be fumbling the ball and handling the hand in the Seahawks seven points. He can't be so skittish that he misses uh, Darren Wilder in the back of the end zone and throws that pick six to Witherspoon. who was in his face and in his grill all night. It's unacceptable. And, and if you listen to this podcast long enough, thank you. Subscribing, listening, everywhere podcasts are available, free on the Odyssey app. You know I love Daniel Jones. I mean, and you saw his ass getting grilled last night. His ass getting beaten on Monday night, and he kept getting up and getting up and getting up. But you can love the toughness. You could love the makeup of a player. But if you are so boneheaded upstairs that you, I mean, you're mentally lost, then I don't know how much longer I'm supposed to defend you. But he got his bag of money. He got his money already. Joe Shane paid him the money, so he's not going to go anywhere for the next year or two. And I'm not going to second-guess that because I understood where the Giants paid him, and they're not paying him like a top-ten quarterback. And I understand that I sound like a goddamn auctioneer right now because I'm so fed up with this garbage. That being said, the coaching staff has to figure something out, okay? Because we we lauded Brian Dable. He was coach of the year for a reason. Um, and by the way, I thought the defense played well. I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but they're still missing tackles left and right. Wink, you want us to chart him? Go look at that freaking font, t- fan touchdown down the sideline. We could chart him. But Brian Dable's an offensive mind. He had bouquets thrown at his feet about fixing Daniel Jones, about scheme and schematics. Well, all these other offensive minds somehow miss players. their running backs. They're, they're offensive line. I know it's a war of attrition in the NFL, and they figure it out. Andy Dalton dropped 27 points on the Carolina Panthers a week ago, and we scored three points. That's unacceptable nonsense, unacceptable garbage. So what is it? What is it? It feels like it's a million things. And if you hate Daniel Jones, look, you got your chum in the water last night. Last night was as bad as I've seen Daniel Jones play football. I gave him excuse in the Niner game. I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he was under duress. But this is, you could just see upstairs, he has no no trust in the offensive line to the point it's affecting his decision-making, even when he finally has pockets. When he doesn't have a pocket, he gets annihilated. When he does have a pocket, he panics. He's, he's mentally shot right now. And I don't know what the answer is. It feel, I mean, unless you get Andrew Thomas back, and he's week to week. I, he's not going to get comfortable right away. So I I don't understand what the answer is. Will Saquon coming back help? Okay, sure. I've seen the Giants lose a lot of football games with Saquon Barkley, though, too. This is crazy. And Darren Waller was the one wide open on the touchdown. So everybody would say, where's Darren Waller? Where's Darren? I agree with you, but you know what? He also probably should have had a touchdown last night if Jones looks the right way. Last night is a Daniel Jones-Brian Dable game. And special teams, man, we saw Eric Gray all through training camp. He can't field a freaking punt. He can't field a punt, and yet you have him fumbling. And then you have Gary Brightwell taking stupid penalties. I mean, the special teams can't be costing you field position. You can't be holding your breath when you punt. We had to put a Dory Jackson back there returning punts again. We had this team last year on one giant step. It almost cost him the secondary having a Dory Jackson return punts. Why is Sterling Shepherd on the team? He can't go back there and wave a fair catch. The makeup, everything is so upside down from where it was a year ago. Look, you get annihilated by Dallas. It was a a cavalcade, I guess, of errors. You lose to San Francisco on a short week, banged up, you deal with it. You beat the Arizona Cardinals and drop 31 on them. I don't care that it all came in the first half. The Seahawks are a team that if you wanted to make the playoffs, you needed to be on the same level as. And and they were so injury-riddled down three corners, down a whole offensive line, basically. Um, And... Yeah, do they have two better receivers than the Giants are? Sure. Do they have two better running backs, basically, than the Giants do without Saquon? Sure. But that's no excuse. And by the way, they didn't play great offensively either. Daniel Jones handed the Seattle Seahawks 14 14 points last night because he's absolutely no trust. And Brian Dable is absolutely lost at fixing him. You saw him throw the tablet last night. So the easy thing is going to be to blame Daniel Jones. And by the way, last night's your night. If you blame Daniel Jones every week, you know, go take a bow because last night was your night. Uh, I believe the problems run deeper. I think Dana Jones has now officially become a problem for sure. And this season go one or two weeks. I, I'm not looking forward to the next two weeks. I mean, it's football. So yeah, anything can happen after that. The schedule does lighten up, but now all those light teams, they're back to rubbing their hands together, going, Yes, we get to play the Giants. We're back to that era of Giants football. Why wouldn't you be? So now you need to stop thinking playoffs. And if you end up playing yourself back into that later in the year, Fine, we could have those conversations just still a long football season of games that have to be played, whether we like them or not to go. Uh, and this is now about evaluation. Did they make an enormous mistake giving Daniel Jones a contract they really can't get out of for two years? Maybe. Is Brian Dable basically Ben McAdoo 2.0? Oh, by the way, McAdoo liked Geno Smith and one of the draft Patrick Mahomes, let's remember. Um, is that the case? Let's hope not, because the Giants can't keep firing coaches. to do And I don't, th- I, as bad as it got, I mean, it would take basically fist fights in a locker room to fight Brian Day, fire Brian Dable this year. I don't think you would do that off of this. This is just atrocious. And maybe are they victims of their own success talent-wise and making the playoffs last year? And now we're looking at them through a different light, and this is unfair to Joe Shane? Maybe, but you know what? Joe Shane now has two draft classes where what is Cordell Floddy He finally made a tackle last night. Um, Evan Neal might be a bust. Kayvon Thibodeau now has three sacks, so we live with it. Maybe he's not the old world unbelievable pass rush, but we live with it. Uh, and now, this draft class what are we getting out of it? What are the Giants going to get out of it? And how is Jordan Riley, by the way, your seventh round pick, still inactive every game? Trey Hawkins already benched. Hopefully, Deontay Banks, who hasn't played terrible, continues to rise. But like this becomes talent evaluation again. And I cannot believe we're here. I could deal with not making the playoffs. I could. Because there was this thought, oh, the Giants could be a better team and miss the playoffs. I could deal with that, but in this conference, to look this inept, twice at home already, this is a joke. This is a downright freaking joke. How does it get fixed? I don't know. It is going to be the longest short week of the season as they approach Sunday versus the Miami Dolphins. And basically, if they beat the Dolphins, I, I I'd be more surprised than if I woke up with my head sewed to the carpet. Follow me at Sean Morash on Twitter. At Morash Radio on Instagram. Follow and subscribe to One Giant Step everywhere podcasts are available. Catch me with Evan and Tiki on the Evan and Tiki show every day, 2 to 6.25 on WFAN. And, of course, Big Blue Kickoff Live comes your way 9 to 9.30 on WFAN and free on the Odyssey app every Saturday. Thank you, my producer, James. Thank you to my cardiologist. Thank you to everybody for taking One Giant Step with us.